Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. You can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. How is everybody doing this week? Wow, a lot to break down this week. Just just coming off the uh, the the show in New York City this past week, um, the uh, at the New Yorker in in Manhattan, across from Madison Square Garden. It was a great show. We're going to break that down in a little bit. Uh, just want to throw out a few thank yous uh, just to get started. Uh, I just want to thank Craig from New York City Sports Cards. was on last week. It was a great interview. If uh, if you missed it, definitely have to go back. Craig's a really good dude. It was just a great, great interview. Um, just a lot of good feedback on that. So definitely, if you missed it, go back and check it out. Uh, Rob, I want to thank from Sports Card Therapist. I was on his podcast um, actually this week. Uh, that dropped Monday on his and... Uh, that was a great, that was just a great show. A lot of great feedback from that. And you know, it's funny, like a number of people, um, what their comments were, were the same. A lot of it was the same was, wow, this was great. Just, just two guys talking about cards. I could have listened to this all day. And, and I completely appreciate, you know, when you get comments like that and, and, and I'm early on on the pod. So all these positive comments, I, I, I love it. It's what keeps me going. It's what's, you know, this is the stuff I'm looking for to make sure, you know, what I'm putting out there, people, people are liking uh, and they're going to keep coming back. Uh, so I love the comments. So anytime you guys want to put send comments, I absolutely love them and I respond to everybody. Uh, I also want to send a huge shout out to Devin at Natty.cards, N-A-T-I dot cards. Uh, he hit me up last week and said, hey, I'm trying to trying to leave, leave a comment on YouTube and commenting is turned off. And I know I'd heard from uh, somebody else saying, you know, they had sent me a message early on saying um, they didn't know how to, how to leave a, leave a review. Uh, and, and I kind of looked at it and I went back and, you know, messaged back this, this, cause I'm kind of new to this. I'm new. I'm new to putting this stuff up since I've started these podcasts and uh, so when I got his message, I said, Gee, let me go back and really look at this. And uh, I asked a couple of people and they said, oh, yeah, you definitely have to have it turned on. But I said, it's all grayed out. So when I investigated a little further, I realized because I said, hey, it's, you know, kids can watch this. It's kid friendly. Uh, once you say it's kid friendly, it you can't leave comments. So I've I've since turned off the kid friendly uh, and now you can leave comments. So Devin, thank you, uh, for pointing that out. And, you know, my teachable moment this week, just helping me evolve. And, uh, 
you know, anybody else who's thinking about doing this in the future, it could be a teachable moment for them too. So thank you. Huge shout out. Oh, so what are we going to work on this week, man? We have so much to talk about. Um, I want to I, I want to touch on this the very first thing, and it has nothing to do with the show because I'm starting to get a lot of people um, asking me things. Hey, you know, great content. I'm thinking about starting out at the shows. I, I haven't done anything yet. You know, asking me about you know where I would get cases and saying they're scared to do it and things like that. And I appreciate. It. I the, the, I mean, this is where I was you know, back in August and September thinking this is what I want to do, but I've never done it before. And, you know, knowing I was going to make, make a, make a bunch of mistakes. I, I knew I would make mistakes up front. So, so my advice, and I'm just going to throw that out there, uh, it's just to start slow, right? You know, I knew I was going to make mistakes. I think everybody knows when you're starting something new, you're going to make mistakes. Um, so my thought with it was if I start slow, I'm going to make small mistakes. If I go in big, I'm going to make big mistakes. So let me make the rookie mistakes. Let me make other mistakes. But more importantly, give me time to go to these shows, to really be part of the show, to see what other people are doing. And, and as you're going to see, as we talk later, you're going to see I keep evolving. I keep evolving in this. Um, so so being at this episode, if you go back and listen to my first few episodes, you'll hear me talking about starting out, building a soup box, dollar cards, $2 cards, right? So if that didn't work out, I'm not losing a ton of money. It's not like I went out and I said, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm going to drop $30,000 or $40,000 in cards, and I'm just going to start selling it a show. Uh, that could be a huge mistake. If I have no idea what people are looking for, I have no idea what to put in the case or no idea how to sell them. So just getting to the show, being out there, um, participation is necessary. That and, and literally, I'm stealing that from Sports Card Therapist. He had an episode on last year called Participation is Necessary, and it's absolutely true. I mean, you need to be out there. You need to go to shows. If you ever think you want to set up at a show, Start going to the shows as a, a as a participant, and if you've been going there, you kind of understand what's going on. But when you get on the other side of the table, it's a different story because now there's a little negotiation going on. You need to know what's in your case. You need to know what people are looking for and what's going to sell in your case. And you really, you really don't know that unless you're really on the other side of that that table. I mean, we all go with our small Zion box, and and we have cards. Um, and we go to the show and we want to trade up, but we're paying the dollar, $2, $10 at the door to get in. These people are buying a table and they're setting up on the other side, on the other side. So it's a completely, even though you think you're very close, it's a completely different view from depending on what side of the table you're on. So, so my advice to everybody, uh, don't be afraid of it. Don't start with start with your local here in Connecticut. We have we have some, you know, the local shows. So the tables aren't that expensive. There's decent, decent foot traffic that come through on a Saturday or a Sunday. Start with a, with a show like that. Set up and just see how it goes. You can cases. You can buy a used case. Um, Facebook Marketplace. You can go on to Amazon. I think most people go to Amazon and buy cases. And you see, some people got these really great cases. They're you know the the, the metal cases. Some of them have lights inside. I mean, we really don't need all the bells and whistles. Just something that you can put your cards in and and, and protect them. 
So, so yeah, definitely. Um, if you're getting started and, 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 and you're thinking about being a dealer and starting to set up, I'd say, look, just start slow, make the smaller mistakes and really observe all the other people and what they're doing and what's making them successful. Uh, okay. The big Apple card and comic show at the New Yorker. It was a last show. Um, I was only there Saturday this, this weekend. You know, we, we were talking about, uh, Hofstra a few weeks ago. I did the two-day show. It was a lot for me. Um, and, and both days were very, very busy. Um, this was also a two-day show. Um, I decided just to do the Saturday show. Uh, a couple reasons. One, cost, um, you know, to stay in the city is expensive between parking and hotel and a lot. So really, I would be starting off Sunday kind of negative, And I just didn't think... Um, I didn't think I wanted to do that one. And it was easy enough for me to make that decision because two, Sunday was Mother's Day. Uh, so, you know, I was home here. You know, I have my own mother. I have have uh, my partner, Sherry, and and her girls here. Um, so, and, and, and her mother, we all celebrate together. My mother, her mother. So it, 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 it really worked out for me to be home on Sunday. And, and of course, Mother's Day, it's, a, it's an important day. Shout out to all the mothers. I mean, you really have to, uh, you really have to honor the mothers on Mother's Day for sure. Um, so um, we had two tables uh, on for the show for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so two tables between three of us, uh, myself, Craig at New York City Sport, Sports Cards and Rob, Sports Card Therapist. We had three tables, uh, two tables with three people. So for Sunday, we passed those table, tables on uh, to Harvey at Mookie Hobby Cards, M-O-C-C-I Hobby Cards, uh, and Alan at ja.sports.cards. Uh, so Harvey, you heard me talk about him, just a guy I met at a show and we become really good friends. We, we talk a lot. Uh, I was able to leave my cases, let him use my cases and, and set up on the table. Uh, and Alan, you heard me talk about him is just a, a guy who opened up a local card card shop down the street. Uh, I was able just to offer, um, the, uh, the second table up to him. So though those two man, the tables on Sunday and, and, you know, I wasn't there, but I heard that, you know, the traffic wasn't as wasn't as steady on Sunday as it was on Saturday. Um, but, you, you know, Harvey had sent me a message, and I think it's just really what it's all about. He said, hey, I made a few sales, but I let a, met a lot of people and made a bunch of contacts. And, I mean, I think that's the most important thing. That's that's what we talk about, participating, getting out there. Um, and, and and you're going to hear me talk, you know, just just – you, you've heard me talk in the last episode, just observing other, uh, you know, Nick from the Slab Exchange. I talked about him in in, in the, the the last New Jersey show, just, you know, observing what he does, what his business practice is, what what's in his case, and why people are crowded around, right? Now it's the same thing with, with uh, Rob at Sports Card Therapist. Right. He's leveled up. He's got a lot of a lot of high end cards in his case. So I'm watching. These are the guys I'm setting up. I mean, I'm literally setting up next to these people at every show and I'm watching the crowds come in and and, and the, the crowd around the tables and the people they know they get they know they get to know these guys and they they know when they come up, there's going to be a lot of fire in there and, and they're making bigger sales. So so that's kind of the you know, that's kind of the lane that 
I want to get to. So, so I think, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later. Um, kind of the show today is me evolving. And, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. One thing I want to throw out there, though, um, coming into New York City, Saturday morning, 6 a.m., uh, coming through Times Square. I'm, I'm not a city guy. I, I live in Connecticut. I mean, it's literally an hour, an hour and 15 minutes away to the city. Um, I don't even remember, besides this time, the last time I was in this, in New York City. It was probably for, for a play four or five, six years. It could be even longer than that. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a city guy. I don't get to the city much. But it was really kind of cool coming in uh, coming in to, you know, seeing everything lit up at 6 a.m. with no traffic. It was almost, it was almost kind of eerie out of a movie that where I, I felt like we were the only people out that morning with everything lit up and we were the only car on the street. So, so it, it, it was really kind of cool. Uh, and the hotel, you know, my vision of pulling into this hotel because, and it was raining on Saturday was, to unload, we're going to pull up. One guy's going to be going. One guy's going to be watching the car. It's going to be, you know, like all heck breaking loose there. And they did it so well. And, and, I, and I guess I thought afterwards is they must do this stuff almost every weekend, right? So they, they direct you around to the back of the hotel. They have a loading dock. They had a bunch of guys with carts there um, just saying, yep, just get your stuff on. And, you know, within a minute, we were unloaded. And, and Rob was on his way up to, to bring the stuff up. And I was parking the car right next door. So when I walked back, it was literally walked up, got in an elevator, went up one floor, the door opened in the kitchen, made a right and a right. And you were like literally where we were. So, the, so the, there were three rooms at the New Yorker for this show. And there was the main room, which we were in, and we were on the main runway. Um, so we, you know, we were set up lit, prime real estate, which was really nice there. So nobody missed us and we missed nobody. So everybody that came through, um, we were able to see and, 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 you know, no, no, not knocking any of the other rooms. Um, you could just, you could just tell that the room was set up as when you went through our room you come back through our room a second time. So if you went through the room, you would come back through it to get to the other two rooms. So we really had kind of two chances to uh, to make sales with the same people. So that was really kind of cool too. But the hotel was a beautiful hotel. Uh, the room was beautiful. The tables were set up nice. It, it, it was well lit. It was just, it was definitely a great venue, great venue for a card show. So evolving today's episode, me evolving out of smaller cards into bigger cards. Um, so I evolved this weekend. I'm just going to throw that out there. So if you go back to my earlier episodes, we talk about me having cards that are between $100 and $500. I mean, probably didn't have much more than a five dollars $600 card. Um, I ended up with the Josh Allen 2018 Red Wave to 149. We talked about this. I had I made I made a um, I made a trade for this. So cards that I got in a break uh, and a little bit of cash, and I ended up. So I wasn't much into this card at all. Uh, this was the card I had at Hofstra that everybody was stopping, and it was it was kind of cool that people were all stopping and asking about this card. So I said, okay, I'm on to something here. So in my in my case at Hofstra, I had that card, and it was autographed and authenticated. 
uh, the Josh Allen. And I had that at Hofstra at 1700. And I talked uh, a little bit on that episode that people came and wanted to trade up to me. They wanted to offer me their three, four or five cards and, and maybe some cash or whatever to get into this card. And, and in my mind, I said, look, I want to go to, I want to go to the next level. I want to trade this one card in cash and get to that next level. So that's, that's where I was at, at in my mind with this card. Um, but then I had, uh, you know, tons of foot traffic. Everybody comes up and you, if you've been to a show, you know, people are always saying, are you buying? Are you trading? So of course, guy came up, Hey, you buying? Yep. What do you have? Went through his case, had absolute fire in his case. Uh, and he had some really nice cards and, uh, he had a 2000 Bowman, Tom Brady, PSA eight, uh, and a 2017, uh, Patrick Mahomes, silver prism, uh, BGS nine. So here were two great cards. So the comps on the the Brady were about fourteen hundred. The Mahomes silver about a thousand, right? May, maybe slightly under. I think maybe around nine something, nine seventy. Um, but anyways, I mean we're 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 right around twenty four hundred. Um, and I had priced because I know Josh Allen's getting pretty pretty popular. I up my price on Josh Allen. I put him up to two k. So we're pretty close. And I said, look, I'd be willing to trade. I'd be willing to trade this card for these two cards there. And he wouldn't do an even trade, but we worked out that we were going to make the trade, the, uh, the, the Brady, the Mahomes, 200 cash, uh, or actually my Josh Allen in 200 cash for his Tom Brady and his Mahomes. So we ended up making the deal. I was, I was pretty excited about it. I mean, again, I was getting you know, um, $2,200 value or the 2000, you know, value on the Josh Allen plus, you know, 200 out of my pocket plus $200 kind of under comps. So it, it was really a win-win for me all the way around. Uh, the interesting thing with this is after he took the card and I dropped these two cards in my case, everybody started stopping. Like I didn't even price them because I just dropped them in the case. It was busy. We're moving along. Everybody stopped. How much for the Brady? How much for the Mahomes? And I realized, hmm, I'm getting on to something. I'm looking to my left and I see Rob and I see Nick at the slab exchange. And these are the cards that these guys are putting in there. They got thousand, they're starting at thousand dollar cards and going up from there. And I start to realize this, this is, this is with me evolving. This is what people are looking for. Um, during the show in the morning, I'd walked around uh, and I saw a couple cards that that I liked. Uh, I'm kind of big on Mac Jones. Um, so when I things got a little slow, I went back and I just started talking. You know, I've made some money now. I've been selling some cards. I made some money and I started talking to the other dealers with their cards. And I was able to make a couple other deals. I, I was able to get um, uh, a 2020 XRC Mac Jones uh, BGS 9.5. And interesting, interestingly enough, I didn't even know this, these XRC redemptions existed. I had no idea. Um, I literally saw one of these cards listed at 2020 for a 2020 year. And I'm like, I looked at my, my friend, Rob, this was a couple of shows ago. I said, I said, well, it was a card he had in his case. And I said, what is this? I said, the date is not right. The year is not right on this. And he said, no, these are redemptions. These come out before the draft and, you know, schooled me on it. 
you know, teachable moment. I went home and, and, and really researched it a lot and realized, why well, I, I want to get me myself a couple of these cards. So I saw one of these cards. So, uh, so I picked one of those up and I also picked up, uh, uh, 2021 mosaic autographs, no huddle Mac Jones. So here's a couple cards that I picked up at a great price from dealers and that the other dealers know I'm a dealer. So, you know, they know they're, they're willing to sell the car. The, you know, the Mac Jones, the no huddle. Um, I really didn't know this, this dealer's first time I met, but I was across from them and, and, and I went and talked to her a few times on the card. She had it for 1400. She was willing to do 12. I ended up getting it for a thousand. So uh, to me, that was a huge deal. And the comps were right around, I think, 1100 to 1220. So that that was really good. Uh, and again, I dropped it in my case. I didn't put a price on it because I kind of liked the card so much. I didn't know if I wanted to move it right away. And similar to the XRC. And I have these cards here. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to put these cards up. And, and if you're listening on the podcast, I'll just describe what I'm putting up. It's a first one's a 2000 Bowman, Tom Brady, uh, PSA 8. I think we've all seen that card before. Uh, this is the, uh, 2017 Mahomes silver, uh, BGS nine. This is the Mac Jones XRC 9.5. And this is the no huddle autographs, Mac Jones. So. Now I get these cards in my case, dead center in my case. I've got a crowd around my table the rest of the day. I got, and even though, even though um, I still have these cards, I didn't sell them. It brought the people in. I had a lot of baseball uh, from when I was ripping Bowman boxes uh, back in 2020. So I kind of broke those out, uh, figured out the values of the, those and, and, you know, cause it's baseball season and there, you know, there's, there's, just trying to move this stuff that I have, um, you know, that I have here at home that that's movable now. It, baseball's in season. Um, these cards are four years old now, so there's, you know, there's there's some decent value in some of these cards. So so you know, I'm moving them. The other thing I did, um, and I'm just going to talk about this for a minute because people, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and. You'll even hear me talk and I talk about good deals that I'm getting good deals because I'm excited about that. And I think people like to hear that. But there's a little bit of the opposite end, too. Uh, when I started, you know, back in August, September, I was in breaks and, and I got a lot of nice cards. Like I was a Chiefs fan. So, you know, I had a, a I was getting I, I talked about this earlier. But besides like like a Mahomes uh, um you know, redemption card or thing like things like that. You know, I was getting Travis Kelsey. I was getting Tyreek Hill, um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I was getting these first off the line certified, like one of four or three of seven, uh, two of 10, one of five. I mean, these were just unbelievable cards. I was winning in the breaks. I was like so excited about these cards, you know, and, and I sent them all off to SGC. And they all came back 9.5s or 10s. And now I'm pumped. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to kill it with these cards. And the cards got stale. I mean, I put them. I thought they were priced well. I They they were the very first graded cards I put in my case. Those were those included those cards. And, and 
I really can't go back and put a value on them because I got them in a break. I'm sure being in a break, I'm sure I overpaid. I'm just going to say it now. I'm sure I overpaid. And, uh, but, but at this point, right, it's found money because they've been sitting in my case for months and I keep carting them to the shows and they were in the main case. Um, and then I moved them to the discount box and I reduced the price and I reduced the price again. And people just weren't interested in buying. They were great. They're unbelievable cars. They were great cars. They just weren't interested in buying them. And finally at this last show, I was going through my stuff and I'm like, you know what? These cards are stale. And I don't know if anybody ever really wants these cards. I'm just going to price them at like $50. You know, I don't know what I paid for them. I know what I paid. I know what I paid to grade them, the $26 through SGC. Right. And, and I'm just, I hope to move them because I want to take that money. I want to take that stale money that the, 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 these cards that have just been sitting there that I'm carting back and forth and back, like just move them. I want to sell them. I want to generate some income from that so I can buy bigger cards that I can put in my case, use that money to move up. I mean, I'm sure it's a loss. I'm sure if I sat down and I really figured it out, I'd probably be upset at what the loss was on those, on these cards. But at this point, they're not doing me any good to be carrying back and forth to the shows. So I, I reduced the price and, and I had a young kid come. It was very funny. It was a Travis Kelsey. Uh, it was a one of five. It was a SGC 10. And he was probably 10, 11 years old. And he was going through my, and he pulled this out and he started shaking. And I I thought, Oh my God, what is wrong with this kid? And he grabs his friend and he's showing his friend. He's like, is it really a one of five? He says his friend, his friend's like, yeah. He goes, Oh yeah, it's Travis Kelsey. Oh, because it's a 10 too. And he looks at me and he says, will you take 40? And I said, no, I think the price is the card. He goes, that's fine. I didn't even get that comment. I goes, that's fine. He dropped the card. He pulled his money out. He paid for it. And he was, he was so excited to get this card. Unbelievably excited to have this card. And it made me feel good. Like I, I, you would have thought I would have been upset watching this card go away thinking I lost money, but this kid bought this card. He was so excited to have this card. As he walked away, he said, I am going to trade this. This card's worth like $200. I mean, that's what he said when he walked away. And I thought to myself, that's what I said when I got this card back from SGC and it's just sat on my box. So I wished him better luck you know, moving that card, but I have more cards in there. The same thing that cards that I purchased early on that I said, Hey, these are going to be cards that I could just put in my case. I could buy for this amount, or I could buy these cards and send them off to get graded and, and put them in. And, you know, I've sold a lot of them, but the ones that just got stale, got stale. And I've marked those all down to like $50 and I'm just trying to generate income from those. So I can get up into, into a bigger card. Um, so, so this is my, you know, this is me evolving, um, in the hobby. And if you go back and you hear me talk about going, starting slow in in the first few episodes, I'm not going back to say, don't do that now. Listen to this, because the only way I got here was, was taking my time, right? Staying in my lane, figuring it out when is the best time for me to change lanes? Most of my life, when I've gone out and I said, geez, I like that, I would buy it. I mean, that's just the way I've been in my life. I I like that. I just buy it. And then I usually have regret afterwards. I usually say, man, I wish I would have bought this one instead, or I should have done this, or maybe I shouldn't have bought it at all. And it usually ends up saying, okay, 
I got this, but what I really should have bought with it was this. And now I'm taking a loss on this to go buy what I really wanted. So when I got to this hobby, I kind of made a commitment to say, I'm not going to do that. Let's just, let me just take my time. Let me take my time. Let me learn. Let me enjoy learning, having fun doing this. And when I'm ready to change lanes, I'm going to change lanes. And now I feel this is the time for me to change lanes. This is the time for me to start leveling up and start trading and selling my lower end cards that are all from 100 to 500 or to 700 and go from the 800 up to 2000, you know, try to be around that 1000, that $1,500 card and the card that people want, you know, the, the rookie QBs or the, the QBs, the, the Herberts, the Burroughs, you know, the cards out there that people all want. I mean, we all go see people post on Instagram and Facebook. As soon as people put that up, people are making offers on it. Do you take trades? I like, I mean, this is what people really want. So this is what I want to fill my, my case with. I'm learning from the people I'm setting up with, you know, the, the people I'm setting up with are in a different lane from me. And I understand that, but it doesn't mean I can't work my way into that lane. Um, I just need to go at my own pace. And, and I think that's my, my, my next teachable moment of the day to anybody. When I talked about early, talked about earlier, people wanting to start doing this just to start slow. Um, know what lane you're in and know, you'll know when you're ready to move to the next lane. Uh, and, and when you do move to the next lane, I, I I'm going to tell you from personal experience, you're probably going to have to take some loss, right? When you're ready to go to the next lane, you're probably going to have to say, look, I'm going to cut my losses on some of these things because I'm never going to get the money back. And if you're like me in my mind, instead of being upset that I'm taking a loss on it, I'm thinking, look, I bought this stuff six, seven months ago. So right now it's found money. That money, it was spent months ago. So it's not like, it's not like I'm losing money right out of my pocket. Now it's now today it's found money. And if I can make a young kid happy getting a card like this, or other people are excited to get this card, then it's, you know, it's a win-win all the way around. Um, other pickups I had this week. Um, and actually I, I picked this up. Actually, it's already in the case. I'll just tell you what it is. It's a, uh, a 2020 Jude Bellingham uh, to PSA 10. And one thing I've been doing at the shows, and it's just me, um, I notice soccer is becoming a big deal right now. Uh, I kind of thought when I was getting into it, it was UFC. Uh, when I when I was starting, everybody coming around, do you have UFC? Are you buying UFC? I kind of felt like, okay, I think, I think UFC may be, you know, one of those things that's, that's going to continue to get hotter. And I purchased some UFC cards. And the one thing I learned is I, I could never move them, but more and more people come to the table and they're offering these unbelievable deals. If somebody shows up with a card and the concert are a hundred dollars and you say, well, I could just give you 50. They're like sold. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm getting these great deals. But at the end of the day, I realize now I've got 10 UFC cards in my case that nobody wants to buy. So that's why they were so happy to sell them to me. So, again, taking a little bit of an L, discounting the UFC and refusing to purchase any more UFC and just taking that right out of my lane. But I've noticed soccer and it's been like that you know, for a while is, is really getting big. And there's a lot of value in soccer cards and the world cup is coming up. 
and I purchased some soccer cards and I saw, you know, January, February, March, I saw the values of them go down and I had them in my case. So I just pulled them up, pulled them out of my case, threw them on my box behind me on the wall. So I, I try to make it every show. I try to find one PSA 10 soccer card of, you know, an up and coming you know, kind of prospecting just to throw it in my case and just hope for the best down the road. I'm not, I'm not spending a fortune on them, but, but I'm doing that. I'm um, it's just something I'm doing personally. Um, and it could be at any time. It could be the fall. It could be next year. These cards could pop. And when they do, they're like my baseball from 2020. I'll pull them out and, and put them in my case whenever they're ready to go. Um, another two pickups I made, um, actually three pickups and it's usually not my norm now to pick up anything that's not PSA or BGS graded, but I did pick up three ungraded decent cards. Uh, one was a Tom Brady. Uh, I'm going to hold it up for those of you, uh, on YouTube, uh, a Tom Brady, uh, stained glass, beautiful card. Um, and I, Bought it. I knew the centering was slightly off, so I knew it probably would grade grade a nine, but I would be afraid of an eight. And I purchased it accordingly. Um, I will sell this card uh, raw uh, and and not graded. I also picked up uh, Mosaic Patrick Mahomes Genesis, which I don't have here to show you because it was absolutely perfect condition, uh, surface corners edges, centering, that is already on its way off the PSA to be graded. And I'm not sure if that comes back at 10, which I, I, I really don't see it not coming back at 10. Um, and I'm sure we've all said that. We've all been there. Uh, but if it comes back at 10, I think it's going to find a home in this case behind me and probably stay there a while. Being a Chiefs fan uh, uh, is a really good-looking card. Uh, the other card I bought was... Um, uh, 2020 rookie signs Jalen Hurts it's autographed, and that is to 35, numbered to 35. Um, I bought the Jalen Hurts because I have a Jalen Hurts that was a card that was getting stale in my box uh, up until the last show, and, and I'll tell you what happened with that. That was a national, national 2020 national treasure treasures uh, rookie nfl gear autographed to 99 uh sgc 9.5 auto 10 and i bought that card i graded that card and i put that card in my case for 500 dollars, and then i reduced the price of that to 400 dollars and then I reduced that price to $300 and still nobody was buying the car. And the last time I had it in my case was 250. Nobody bought the card. So in my mind, here's another stale card. But this year, the Eagles signed AJ Brown or they made a trade for AJ Brown. And next thing you know, Jalen Hurts prices are have doubled and tripled. Uh, I started looking them up and I realized the same card I had just sold on eBay for $625 or $630. Uh, so I brought that to the show in New York and, and lots of people were interested, never did get a deal done, almost got a deal done. Um, if it was, if it was 
a few weeks ago, that card would have been sold this past weekend. But now that the value's up on it, uh, I just kind of want to see where 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 that value is going to peak right now because that's definitely a card that I want to sell uh, before the football season starts, uh, and, and hopefully for for a for a decent price. And I felt the same way with this one here. I, I saw this; it was a Jalen Hurts. It was an auto. Um, I'm thinking at my next my next show. Um, I could probably double my money on this card. I'm hoping I can. Uh, again, it is it is not graded, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that card. I stay tuned. I'll, I will keep you updated on that. I didn't spend. Um, I did not spend a lot of money on on either of these three cards: uh, the stained glass, the Genesis, or the Jalen Hurts. So uh, it would be small losses but they're really kind of cool cards. And, you know, people are always, they like those super short prints, uh, especially with Mahomes and Brady. Um, the Hertz was very inexpensive. So I'm hoping that I can turn it for a small profit or maybe even use it in a trade to trade up to something. Uh, I do want to announce that uh, I really, I, I made a, a Facebook trade. You'll you hear me talking on here and I've talked with, uh, uh, on sports card therapists that, you know, my, I think it's an age thing, but I just have trouble making trades online with people. And I was able to make a trade on Facebook. Um, another card, um, uh, uh, that I picked up, um, was, I think it was, it was kind of a sentimental card. Um, it was the, the very first card I bought back in September at Hofstra, um, it was a Herbert card. It was um, the Purple Shock. And uh, I bought that card at Hofstra for $100. And I sent it off to SGC and it came back at 10 So I was really into the card for about $135. Uh, another card I priced at $500 in my case. And it sat in my case and it staled. Uh, and a lot of people did not like the idea that it was SGC. Uh, I think if you would have cracked it out and send it to PSA, it may have come back with the same grade, but you're always taking a chance. It may not. Um, so I pulled it out of my case um, before football season even ended and put it in my case behind me here and left it on the wall. Uh, and um, same cards as I bought here, what's the XRC Mac Jones, but it was uh, a PSA nine and the Mahomes rookie silver PSA nine. So I made a trade. I traded that card um, for those two cards and some cash. So, so I was very excited to make my, and I wanted to make the announcement. I made my first Facebook trade. So maybe, maybe now that I've got the first one out of the way, there'll be more to come. Uh, Last thing I'm going to, well, not last thing, but one of the last things I'll talk about was, uh, is, is we're going to call this the soup box disaster. And I don't know if this was maybe the universe saying, you know, it's time to lose the soup box. But at the end of the day, we were packed up and uh, we got the stuff on our cart and we came out the back loading dock. And, uh, you know, the car, the car was in the next, the next building around the city street. So I don't know, maybe a hundred yards up was the entrance. And it was raining, and uh, if I would have taken the car out of the garage, I would have had to exit out into another street and made a few lefts to get back to where we were. So I said, Rob, why don't we just roll this 
roll, roll our cart and our stuff up and we're just rolling into the garage. And when they pull the cart out, we'll just load it in and, and, and we'll drive off. Well, sounds like a good idea. So, uh, so Rob's driving the cart and hits a bump and the soup box was on top. Soup box flies in the air, cards everywhere, lands upside down, New York city street, pouring rain. It, it was a disaster. And, and like, I see this happen. I, I've been to so many shows where people are loading and unloading up or unloading and you see this happen. You're like, oh man, I, I, that that's the worst. I mean, I couldn't have to imagine. Now this is a five row box with cards and penny sleeves. So you can't imagine how many cards were in there. That was the soup box. That thing hit the ground. And this really, really nice lady with an umbrella came running over and she's has the umbrella and she's holding it over some of the cards. And I'm not sure if it was her boyfriend or her husband or just her friend. She's telling him, you watch those cards, make sure nobody touches those cards. And I'm thinking, lady, these are dollar cards in the pouring rain, lying, not lying on the sidewalk. I said, they're ruined. So I'm, I'm picking them up and I'm like, ah, man, I'm sure Rob must feel terrible right now. And I look up and he's taking pictures. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, help me pick this stuff up. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, it was it was just a disaster. By the time I got all these uh, all these cards picked up, soaking wet, uh, I knew driving home. I, when I got home, they were going right in the recycle bin. I wasn't going to do anything. And it's probably, it, you know, it, it's probably time for me to graduate out of the dollar box. You know, I think the dollar box served its purpose. Uh, it was it was providing me the the money in my mind to say look if i can make the 35 or the 50 or the 100 or the 150 dollars out of this box to pay for the table then then you know like i know i'm starting out even but i i think i'm at a place now where um i know where my lane is and and i don't i don't see a future of the one dollar soup box being there now i'm not saying don't go back to episode one and two and not do this because I think this is a great place if you're starting out because that box brings people to your table to go through. And if nothing else, you get to talk to people and you get to meet people. And I think that's really important. I think it's it's an attractor for people to come and you can talk and you can meet people. Um, I have a lot of stuff to put on my table and I don't have room for the soup box anymore. There's much more higher end things I want to put on my table. but. I'm not discouraging against the soup box, but it's not in the lane that, that I want to be in right now. Um, huge shout out to Erica at love what you collect. So I met Erica at the show, uh, and I knew Erica cause I heard her on sports card therapist podcast. Uh, I guess it was about a month ago or so. And I had heard her on there and she came up to the table. I had tennis and wrestling cards in the case and, 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 you know, came and she was interested and we started talking and figured out exactly who she was. And you, you always know when you meet really good people, like you, you just feel like you've known them forever. And when she came up and started talking, it was like, I, I was like, I felt like I knew this, I knew her forever. Her, she was there with her daughter, lovely, lovely people. And everybody, while she was at my table talking, were coming over and hugging her. And, and, and it just confirmed what I was thinking, just really good people. Um, so she purchased a card from me. We talked a bit and she left. 
And I got home and Sunday morning I got up and on my Instagram, she sent a picture, the same picture. It was just, it was, I thought it was just, you know, people take pictures and when they buy a card and they just want to keep it for, no, she shared that picture. It was a great picture. Erica, it was wonderful to meet you and your daughter. I look forward to seeing you at more shows and I love the pick. Thank you. Uh, upcoming shows. Um, so this weekend is the Probstein show, the Auto Fest, uh, at American Dream Mall in New Jersey. So this is a three-day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with a huge trade night, Saturday night. Um, I am doing Saturday, staying over Saturday, and doing Sunday as well. I'm going to do the trade night Saturday night, and I'm doing Sunday. So uh, any of you guys listening, if you're going to be there, um, come look for me. Come say hello. Uh, I'll be there with uh, uh, sports card therapists. Uh, we'll be set up together next to each other. Uh, definitely going to be a good time. And I know he's running uh, the the uh, trade night Saturday night as well. So uh, that should be really fun. Uh, have Mohegan Sun uh, June 11th and 12th. That's here in Connecticut. Um Springfield, the New England Card Show is June 26th. Uh, Nationals, July 28th to the 31st, and I'll be set up there as well. So yeah, a lot of a lot of big shows coming up, a lot of things happening. Uh, so I will I will look forward to uh, sharing all the events of the uh, the Auto Fest this weekend with all of you next week. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And you can comment below now, thanks to Devin, uh, if you're on YouTube. So until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.